Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle, watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. On Tuesday, there's an auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, tools, toolboxes, high-reach equipment, storage containers, and more. Auction is open right now, rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. We have some breaking news, believe it or not, at 7 o'clock what? in the morning. I woke up at about 5.30 this morning. I walked outside. I did not see my own shadow. Oh. And I can confirm Punxsutawney Phil's report that he didn't see his shadow either. So that means spring is coming early. Well, I felt it was important to confirm this on my own. Well done. Because I think it's important to, at the very least, single, if not double source things. Yeah, well, did you check on it when the, in the Farmer's Almanac? I did not. Because that's your backlog, man. That's no, your... I walked outside yeah. be- before the sun came yeah. up. I did not see my own shadow. And I'm thinking, okay, Punxsutawney Phil, dude all over. Well, it. this winter... Is kind of living up to that, isn't it? Though I mean, it's it's been other than that. Well, we had that one little snowstorm early, and then we had that cold snap, that right. Arctic cold snap for about four days. Right. Other than that, it's right. been a really mild, mild, incredible last four or five days winter. By the way, we have some breaking news here. Oh my God, more breaking yeah. news! I woke uh, up at about five thirty this morning. <laughs> And I did not see my own shadow. I can confirm Punxsutawney Phil that he did not see his shadow because I didn't see mine, and spring will come early. I don't, I don't have anything for you on that one. We have some breaking news. No, so this, please. Is like, this is like this Groundhog's is, Day. No, It's yeah. like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. We have some Let's, breaking news. Uh, yeah, We have right. some breaking news. I feel like yeah. this is Groundhog's Day. Yeah. I woke up at 5.30 this morning. And I did not see my own shadow, and I can confirm Punxsutawney Phil's report that spring will All come right. early. Go find a pothole to fall into. This is like Groundhog's Day. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. NBA All-Stars have been announced. The reserves, no nuggets make it again. Jokic, only all-star again. Jokic has never had a teammate. I think you and I talked about this well before the playoffs. I'm not saying we were the first out of the gate with this. I think Nigel was here for that particular show. And I said on the show, has Jokic ever, has there ever been a guy to win a championship who has not played with an all-star before? The answer is he has. One. A guy who's played significant minutes. Paul Millsap was, a, I think, three- or four-time All-Star. To win a championship. I mean, I hear you. No, it's to, the whole point is you, you're playing with an All-Star to win a championship. Yes, right. he's played with... Well, the, the, the truth is... Um, I mean, DeAndre Jordan, but... but significant but, minutes. But, yeah, but, but DeAndre Jordan yeah. was way back when an All-Star. I, like, I don't take I th- anything I, away from him. I think when Alex was in diapers. That's when Could, that yeah, happened. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, 
but it is meaningful that Jokic has not been, um, at least in his productive time in winning playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs? Has, has not been a guy that has playoffs. had. I think I do Jim Mora better than Jim Mora does Jim Mora. I'm sure you do. Playoffs? Playoffs? See, I do it better than he does. There By are, the way, we have some breaking news. No. Stop while you're behind. It's like, oh, God. Don't I woke up at him. 5.30 this morning. It's like Groundhog's Day. Did, were you humming, I got you, babe? No. No. O- only, only, um, only, uh, I didn't hum Cher's part. I got you, babe. That's the song that he wakes up to, right? Yeah. I've never seen the movie. You haven't? No. The movie is actually pretty good. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it actually is okay. When you watch for the third time, was it like Groundhog's Day? No, I, I, it's not the type of movie that I would stop on if I was going past it. Right. You know, like if I was Shawshank Redemption, you would. I always Goodfellas, do. You would. Yeah. Right? Die like Hard. There. I didn't like that movie. Great. I don't think they cared. Actually, they did. No. I. I mean. I got a text from Bruce Willis. I think not. How could you not like this movie? Nakatomi Plaza, still. Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, that's right. Well done. By the way, um, you were with with the few partners I've had on Mile High Sports. They know, and I'm guessing you know. If a one of my partners says something, I will, and, and they're not defiant about it, mm-hmm. but they're pretty strong about their opinion. I can remember that stuff from years and years and years ago. Yeah. You said something not in a defiant way, but we went back and forth on this on the show. Okay. You were convinced Jamal Murray was going to be an all-star. I think he is an all-star. He's just not on the team. Not this season, he isn't. No. He's not played like an all-star. He's He's been injured a little bit. Yeah, he he missed time, no did he, question. Did he play like an all-star? Did he carry the team in Oklahoma City with his 16 points? No, he did not. And I'm not going to pin him on one game. Well, you are pinning him on one game with that. I mean, come on. He is a very good player in the regular season, and he's outstanding in the playoffs. Yeah. And the conversation you and I had was, you thought he would be. I said, I'm not so sure. But it's not because of him. It's because of who he's got to get over to be there. Well, you and I both agreed on this. Dame Lillard. If he's in the East, he's probably an all-star. Dame Lillard being out of the West, mm-hmm. we both felt there would be a better chance. But here's the big story in all of this. Murray's eligible for a new contract yeah. right now. And we had this conversation as well mm-hmm. because we like to talk about things beyond the horizon line, not what's in front of us. And I think a lot of people today will talk about, oh, he's not an all-star, should be an all-star. Look at the way he plays in the playoffs when he was injured. Maybe he shouldn't be an all-star. Jokic doesn't play with all-stars. The, the big story to me is is that Murray's eligible for a contract right now, mm-hmm. did not sign it right. because he wants a Supermax deal. Now, in order to get a Supermax deal, one of two things has to happen. You have to be an all-NBA guy, first team, second team, third team, yeah. or you need to be an all-defensive player. By not being an all-star, that's a pretty good indication that you're not going to be a first team, second team, third team all pro guy, all NBA guy, so on and so forth. Yeah. So he's not going to get those max dollars. Now, he still has an opportunity to get that next year. Mm-hmm. If you're the Nuggets, how are you feeling about him? 
not becoming an all-star. Is there a part of you that's glad knowing I hear you. The road to a Supermax deal has just been littered with a couple of more potholes. Probably doesn't hurt. I mean, if you're from an administrative standpoint, but you always want the best for your, I, I would hope that you always want what's best for your players because that's usually what's best for the team. This is a Nuggets team that is seems to be predicated more upon a team concept towards winning and winning titles, not individuals that if you do win as a team, great, but I'm going to get mine along the way. There are a couple things here. I am guessing Calvin Booth, Josh Kroenke, Stan Kroenke, if Jamal Murray gets a Supermax deal, it's not as if they are digging in the sofa cushions to find a way to pay him. No. They can afford to pay him. It's the, what's this going to do for the cap situation? Yes. That's the problem. Right. Yes, we would like to give you this money. We can afford to give you this money, but it's going to kill our cap situation if you get that Supermax deal. Yes. It, it. So, now let's reset the question. How do you think Calvin Booth, Josh, and Stan feel about an extra pothole on the road to All-NBA that just developed? Well, I mean, I think... I'd be thrilled. Really? Because, it's not, again, it's not because I can't afford it. Thrilled is too strong of a word. Yeah, see, I don't think I'd be thrilled. No, it's I, not I, thrilled, but not disappointed. You're, you're that, disappointed for him, yeah. but this is the best thing for the team. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It, it's a is team it, thing. Yes. Is, is it the best thing for the team yeah. to, to have? I, I don't know. I I I think that we I think we could debate that. I'm not sure that is it better for the team that he gets a super max deal or a max deal? What's better for the team? What's better for the team is that the player's happy with the deal that he has. That's uh, what's better for the team. It is, first of all, you can't get a super max deal unless you hit one of those two things. My answer doesn't change. It's that, still, we're we're talking about different things. You're talking about bottom line, and I appreciate that because it's a fair, it's a totally fair place to go. I'm talking in a more, um, in, in, in a, a little, I'm talking in a way of, is the player happy? Is the, is the player happy? I think you want everyone constantly pulling in the right direction and you you want everyone feeling like they are being acknowledged in the way that they feel like they should be acknowledged. If you're telling me that Jamal Murray needs to play 70 games, as an example, uh-huh. 70 games in order to hit a Supermax mm-hmm. and the Nuggets hold him out of games on purpose when he's not injured so he doesn't get there, Yes, you have. Oh, a, right. You have well, a that you, would be, yeah. you have a disgruntled player. Sure, but in this case, Calvin Booth, Josh Kroenke, Stan Kroenke, and Michael Malone have zero control over Jamal Murray's happiness because he didn't make a certain, for lack of a better phrase, all Right. Th- that that's on Jamal. Now, so. If he's unhappy because he didn't make an all NBA team. And I'm not saying he is. That, but that's totally on him. Yeah. Okay. He, he needs to make it. I guess my question is knowing next year is his last shot to get that super max deal to be an all NBA player. Do you think his game changes at all? Hmm. 
where he becomes, I, I'm not going to use the word selfish, no. where he starts taking more shots, where he wants to up his numbers, all of that stuff. And that could affect the team. Yeah, I don't know about the whole pecking order of Supermax, Max. I, I, I fall into the category having never made more money than I need, than I know what to do with. I fall into the category of how much money do you really need? But I get it that it's a that it's a thing in professional sports. You you are you are judged by how much you make. So Jamal Murray would love to walk around mm-hmm. to his fellow NBA brethren and say, not that they don't know it already. There there is a there's something special about saying you're a super max guy because it's a very small fraternity. It is. There and there's no question about it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not I I don't know Jamal Murray in really any shape or fashion outside of talking with him with a microphone in front of his face. He's a, I think, a very forthcoming and fairly honest guy. I think he wears a lot of his emotions on his sleeve. I think that you can ascertain things from that. He's um, I I think that this is important to him. I don't. Yeah. I and 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 Supermax deals bigger than yeah. Far bigger than a max deal. Yeah. And I think being an all-star is important to him. I think that there's some confirmation or affirmation uh, about his game and where he belongs in it. I don't think it probably defines him. I think that he has found, I think he's found enough definition in his game already. He's, he's, he's a part of the best two-man game in basketball or certainly one of the best two-man games in basketball they have a championship that's worth a ton it's obviously worth a ton to him but there are individual things that are always a part of the equation i'll tell you what i think makes it a little bit easier for jamal murray he's playing with a guy who's completely unselfish awards mean nothing to him right and i think that kind of stuff can rub off on another player you play with Michael Jordan where MVPs are important, awards are important, all that stuff. It's a selfish thing, yeah. for lack of a better phrase. Although, you know, if you've earned it, you've earned it. Yeah. When, you, when you're when around a guy and he's one of your closest friends on the team and that doesn't matter to him, championships only matter, I think that kind of rubs off on you. When, yeah, I think you're probably right. And by the way, I, I, and I, you and I are huge Jamal Murray guys. I, I mean, I think that's been fairly clear by the way that we've talked on this show. But who would you replace on, on from the reserves yesterday? When I heard, when I was seeing you, you, them, you won't. You, there's, there's no De- one. Devin Booker. I, no, I, no. There's no. just no one. Right. I, I, and this is, this is a great player we're talking about. Here's the, here's the bottom line. But we, you don't knock him for Steph Curry or Anthony no. Edwards or Devin Booker. Here's the bottom line. All of those guys deserve to be on the all-star team as reserves. And there's only one guard I would pick over Jamal Murray in all of basketball in the playoffs. And that is Steph Curry. Yeah. That simple. There might be somebody else. I got to look at that list again, but certainly in the Western Conference. Coming up after the break, NFL Network's James Palmer had an interesting report about the Broncos and Russell Wilson and dead cap money and how it's going to affect the team on who's going to be here next year. Real interesting stuff. We'll talk about it next. 
Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tuesday, Auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, tools, toolboxes, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, uh, got to get up to Siltahar Mazda in Broomfield. They really do have it all. Mazdas, in case you don't know, are routinely ranked top five in affordability, reliability, and fuel economy. That checks pretty much every box on what people are looking for. Plus... Plus, they have cars that you would certainly consider luxury cars, and the durability is unbelievable. And when you buy from Siltahar Mazda, uh, you're going to get the comforts of their new state-of-the-art showroom. They have 0% financing on many of their models. Get to Broomfield this weekend for a test drive, or check them out at sthmazda.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Paramount Siding and Windows. Paramount Siding and Windows, it's quality in everything they do. Find them at ParamountSidingAndWindows.com. NFL Network's James Palmer said this about the Broncos' cap situation if the team gets rid of Russell Wilson. Quote, what's really going to happen with the dead money is you're going to lose players on your roster. Now, you and I already knew that, right? Sure. said, I don't know how they're going to keep Garrett Bowles on this team. I know Garrett thinks the Broncos won't keep him can't pay everyone let's start with Bowles if Wilson isn't back next season and if the Broncos offer Bowles a restructured deal do you think Bowles will take it knowing if he doesn't the Broncos probably won't be able to keep him I think he will that's my that's just a no in, <coughs> excuse me no inside information that's just me thinking about it and uh and being around him enough um I think he's rooted to this organization. So, but I mean, it it all circles back to the pain of where this franchise is with the decision that has been made. Um, And I, and, and I don't know, maybe they find a trade partner, hope against hope, but more than anything, he's going to walk in March and it's going to be, I don't. Well, no, he, he can't walk in March. He has another year left on his deal. He, he's, he's not go, walking. He's anyway. going to be released. Well, for starters, I'll, I'll I can see this Russ one, one of going to be released. I can see this one of two ways. Number one, it is my understanding Garrett was not happy 
they did not offer him a new contract during the season. And that holds a lot of weight. When you are pissed at an organization Mm -hmm. for not giving you your due when you played very well, sometimes you're like, you know what? You didn't show me that respect. I am not going to do that restructure for you. I think Garrett Bowles would make a decent clip on the free agent market. Yeah, I do too. But this is why I think he will stay. Garrett Poles, to me, is a guy that I, I, I don't think, and if he was sitting across the table from me, he might lunge over the table at me for saying this. Garrett Bowles, to me, does not strike me as a guy who would deal really well with change. I think once he's comfortable, he wants to be there. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree with that based on his family's here. Right his family's that. here. Yeah. Okay. Right. But roots. He'd have to go to a whole new organization, make all new types of relationships. I like Garrett very much. He's an awkward kind of a guy. I think he likes Zach Streif, his offensive line coach. Yep. But now on the flip side of that argument, he's been on a lot of losing teams. Sure. And he is referred to himself personally as a loser because he cannot win here. You're trying to take him off the ledge for that, which I commend you for. There was the sensitive side. Of what you. do you mean? Well, when you were chatting with him about that. Well, it's because he's not a loser no. in any shape or fashion. I know what he's saying. Well, as, as, as an athlete, as an athlete, you identify yourself in two ways. A, how much money are you making? And B, are you winning? Yeah. And yes, he's making really good money. Yeah. With that, let's look at how they can get this done. There are three guys, three main guys, who are going into the final years of their deal. Garrett Bowles, Justin Simmons, and DJ Jones. The Broncos can save $16 million by cutting or trading Bowles. No restructure. Justin Simmons. They can save 14 and a half, cutting or trading. DJ Jones, 10 million, cutting or trading. Tim Patrick, 10 million, cutting or trading. Tim Patrick, I think, is an easy decision. I think they would like to bring him back, probably to vet minimum minimum deal. And I'm guessing with all the injuries Tim has had, I'm guessing he will take something similar to that. I think you're right on that one. Yeah, I, I think that I'm glad that he's made his money. But I think that it would be a veteran minimum type of thing. Right. This and, and you know what? That That's after the last two years. And it's not his fault. But, you, but you've still, from a business standpoint, have got to deal with the reality of not knowing right. what you have with the player. And, and getting back to Bulls for a minute, what are they going to do with left tackle if he doesn't restructure? What in the world are they going to do at left tackle if he says, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm tired of losing here. I'm upset with the fact that you didn't offer me a contract, Mm -hmm. and now I want out. I'll give you a guy who was really pissed that he didn't get a contract offer. It was Malik Jackson. He and Danny Trevathan both wanted new deals. John Elway, notorious for being frugal with Pat Boland's money, and that is an understatement. And guys in the locker room. Isn't it really tight instead of frugal? I mean, is it, either way, John was tight. He was. Yeah. I mean, he, he told Peyton Manning to take a pay cut. I, I honestly, I don't even know if Peyton Manning is over that with the way this guy is white. Might not be. With that, I, I can I can argue for why 
Bowles would, would come back and do a restructure, and I can argue why he wouldn't. I don't know if they're going to offer a restructure. I think that they would because what the hell else are they going to do? I couldn't agree more. And he's they're in a pickle there. And, and he's a and he's a good player. Yep. I mean, he's a good player. He's consistent. Um, he's not part of the problem. <clears throat> there are other places that you can go, and they're going to have to be very creative. And much like in trade scenarios, you got to have a trade partner in restructuring scenarios. You've got to have a willing player to restructure. Right. I mean, restructuring isn't as easy as, oh, well, we'll just restructure the players. You've got to have age you've got to have an agent and a player that is willing to restructure. And you have to be creative with the way that you do it. Very so, now the question is, will they restructure Zach Allen, who just got here, Ben Powers, who just got here, Mike McGlinchey, who just got here. I think the top three guys are the guys they will look at. I think Bowles will be back with a restructure. Simmons, I think, will be back. I'm sure he's tired of the losing, too. Mm-hmm. But he's he's he built really long, deep roots here. Yeah. I don't know if DJ Jones is back. That would be the one that I would say probably is a no-go. Coming up after the break, NFL Pro Bowl skills competition was last night. Did you watch it? I saw enough of it to get a flavor. Okay. What did you think about it? Did you like it? Didn't you like it? Would you watch it again next year? And, oh, by the way, Peyton and Eli Manning were a big part of it. Thank God. With that, they have become the NFL's national treasure. I don't think any reasonable person would argue that. I'm with you. But I asked my 15-year-old daughter this last night, and we'll bring this up after the break. If there was a vote today, just in the United States, on which person you like more, who would win, Peyton Manning or Taylor Swift? That's next. <laughs> Listen late last night, I heard the screen door swing. And a big yellow taxi took my girl away. Now don't it all... Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auction's Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman Tuesday. There's an auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, tools, toolboxes, high-reach equipment, storage containers, and more. Auction is open right now. RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about all of their auctions on RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to RollerAuction.com slash MHS and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. NFL Pro Bowl skills competition was last night. I believe the first time they did it. They had teams, and you had Eli Manning coaching the NFC and Peyton Manning coaching the AFC with a little help from Ray Lewis. Uh, Favorite part about it, anything you didn't like? I enjoyed 
I saw a little, not a little, I saw a fair amount of Baker Mayfield and C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was fairly cool. Yeah, entertaining. A- yeah, and entertaining. You know, a little, uh, lots of gadgets, right? Gadgets, yep. the things moving that you had to hit and stuff like that. And who doesn't like a little, uh, you know, firing range effect? So I thought I thought that was fairly cool. Did you see the uh, the Marvin Mims? Uh, yeah, to catch the ball. Yeah, and he was holding three balls right. in his left hand Correct. arm, and he had to catch a fourth <laughs> ball with one hand on a punt. Right, but everybody had to do that. Yeah, but it, so but when I saw him do right. that, I didn't. I mean, yeah, I, he, he dropped the ball. Yeah. Well, I saw him catch one. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Um, no, not a knock on him. A lot of guys dropped oh the ball. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sam Laporta dropped the ball. Yeah. It's, but but I, I find it, and I don't know over the long term whether it will be interesting or not. It's more new, and I haven't seen it now. But, right. But I like it. It's fine. It's anything to me is better than the way that games used to be played. Right. A kind of a silly mock football game that no one played and shouldn't play in any level of seriousness. It's ridiculous to ask these guys to go play another football game after the years that they've had, the year that they've had, and the a toll that it takes on your body. Oh, go play an exhibition and play it hard. Right. Stop it. So, yeah, it, a flag football game at the end of it on Sunday may not be totally satisfying to some, but I think it's cool the way that they're making the weekend kind of a, a, a good long-term bash. It seems fun to me. The NFL is the only major sport where you can make the case you don't know what the guys actually look like. Yeah. Because they're wearing helmets. Right. And that, to me, was the coolest part. You saw what these guys actually look like. You got to hear from them. You got a flavor of their sense of humor, mm-hmm. who they were. You got a chance, in theory, to go inside the huddle. Right. For lack of a better phrase. Yeah. That, to me, was cool. The camaraderie was cool to yes. me. Yes. Okay? So, to me, that has some legs, just like the slam dunk competition 20 years ago had a lot of legs. Yeah. Now, it's not as fun. It just isn't. No. Um, and the differences between this and the slam dunk competition is, for the slam dunk competition, it's not the all-stars doing it. It's a bunch of other guys yeah. who, generally speaking, are not all-stars. All the all-stars will be, all the pro bowlers will be at this competition, and they will keep doing it over and over again, and they will probably add in new things. For that reason, I would watch again next year. Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, they have become the NFL's version of a national treasure. They're great. Haven't they? They're just fantastic. They get it. They are so unimpressed by themselves. They, um, I'm a, I love the way because Peyton Manning has a great sense of humor. Tremendous. He just does. And Eli Manning, while I would not call him funny and witty, Peyton Manning is kind of like the guy who plays tennis and he's hitting up against a backboard. And no matter how hard he hits it, the ball is going to come back to him each time. Right. And if he hits it harder, the ball is going to come back to him harder each time. Yeah. That, to me, is Eli Manning. He is the backboard where nothing gets through him. 
and he is subtle enough with his sense of humor where he can take digs on his brother, where when Peyton Manning holds court, most people don't because they're so intimidated. Yeah. He he understands and uh, excels in his role. Right. And they have different roles. But no, they're they're absolutely fantastic. And um, and now you have the Kelsey brothers. Let's see where their careers go. Different kinds of energy, but the most wonderful camaraderie, but very much like the Mannings, a undeniable um, connection of brothers who really like to be with one another. I am not suggesting for a minute you would not find Peyton Manning and... Eli Manning at a party that only featured a keg. I'm not suggesting that. Look at where they grew up. It was sort of rural in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. They are good old boys. But my God, were they raised well. Holy they, they Christmas. They were. But my point is, I think you'd have a better chance of seeing them at a wine and cheese party than you would at a kegger and a crawfish boil. Although crawfish boil, I take that back because that is I was going to say that that's about Louisiana. as southern as you get, right? Okay. I don't know. I saw Peyton Manning throwing beers with Emmett Smith in a uh, bar. Well, but th- that's a commercial, and I get and I get. I mean, what you're I mean, saying. I'm, I mean, I'm just throwing it out. But there. what I'm saying about the Kelseys is, the Kelseys would be doing the six foot beer bong off the stairs. I don't envision Peyton and Eli doing that. They appear to me more the wine and cheese crowd, and the Kelseys are jumping off a table into a pit of fire. And drinking out of a bowling ball. I'm not saying the Mannings wouldn't do that, but they appeal to two totally oh, different I, audiences. I am. I, I don't think that they would do that. I think that I'd find them at a kegger, too. No, I do. I, but I don't I think do. they would be doing, they wouldn't be as extreme as the Kelsey brothers. That, here, and this is not a knock on the Kelseys. The Mannings come off as being more refined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay? right. If there was a black tie event, I could see both Manning brothers there. I don't really envision Jason and Travis fitting. They they would fit in anywhere. Well, he's going to be on the, he's going to be on the red carpet at some event fairly soon. We'll no, see and him I, in a time. And I I'm not saying that they're not. <laughs> I'm saying with how they portray themselves publicly. We're we're on the same page. Couple of guys, they're different guys. Couple of guys, the Kelsey brothers, who would feel just as comfortable sitting in a trailer park shotgunning a beer. I don't know if I envision the Peyton brother, the Manning brothers doing that, not to say that they couldn't. I'll give you one guy. Actually, I can think of a bunch of guys like this. But you know who's a guy who could fit into both? And I'm getting way off on a tangent here. A guy who could fit into both environments. Mm. A keg party and a and a black tie affair. Mm-hmm. Josh Kroenke. He is that guy. Okay. He is that guy. Yeah. He could fit into right. any environment. Tim Connolly can fit into any environment. Yes. And I think the Mannings can, but but the Kelseys, excuse me for saying this, have a little bit more redneck in them. Well, the, even though the Mannings have the accent. The Mannings are further along in their development as media figures they are more buttoned up and and they get it and and they're and they and they and they get it and they do it uh, uh, just 
comfortably and seamlessly. They are just, they're marvelous. And I think the Kelseys will evolve in very much their own way. It'll be a different kind of evolution, but I would be very surprised if they're interested in doing it. There's an air of refinement around the Mannings. Let me give you a perfect example. Would Peyton, skinny fat, by the way, that's who Peyton is, skinny fat. Mm -hmm. You ever heard that phrase? He's skinny fat. Okay. Meaning he's skinny, but he has a body that looks like Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Have you ever seen him with his? Unless I'm not criticizing. No, I don't. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't. Did you see the picture of Patrick Mahomes? By the way, no, no. Oh my God! Now, I'm going to give you. Okay, I'll give you a guy that you covered, mm-hmm. and you will say, "Yes, Eric, you're right," because we both covered him. The first time I saw Joe Montana with a shirt off, yeah, I'm thinking, "How is this guy even a mildly capable quarterback in the NFL?" He had as much muscle definition as a newborn baby. Is that an unfair statement? No, that's that's a very accurate statement. And same with Patrick Mahomes, and same with Peyton Manning. Okay. I don't know what that means. I don't know how we got on that. Tangent. I don't either. Not we. Yeah. <laughs> you took us there. Yeah. Get us out. Okay. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? <laughs> we'll dive. We'll dive into the NBA finding the 76ers seventy-five thousand for not listing Joel Embiid on the injury report versus Denver. And is Dan Quinn really the right man to lead the Commanders? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Hello, good morning, how you doing? Waking up, shaking yesterday's blues, yeah. Turn the TV off this bed. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Tuesday, there's an auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, tools, toolboxes, I reach equipment, storage containers, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications. But upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. All righty, guys. Just in case you missed it, 76ers star Joel Embiid has suffered an injury to the lateral meniscus in his left knee and will be out through at least this weekend. In the meantime, the NBA fined Philadelphia $75,000 for failing to list Embiid on the team's injury report in an accurate and timely manner ahead of their game in Denver this past Saturday. Uh, Do you feel for Embiid with the way this was handled by the 76ers? Yeah, I guess. I mean... 
I mean, there's obviously pressure. I think a lot of it with him is self-imposed to kind of figure out how he is going to play this thing, this whole MVP thing, which obviously means a great deal to him. But I feel sorry for him Yeah. at, at the I end of the day. I feel sorry for him. I, I really do. I, I, I mean, I, I, in this case, all he did was try to play basketball. And oh, by the way, the injury, the meniscus, that happened not because of playing. It's because Kaminga fell on him. Yeah. So the two are, are related, but they're really not related. I think he was feeling pressure to play. I do, too. He certainly heard it from uh, national NBA guys. Yeah. He heard it locally. He heard it certainly here. He heard it from the fans. He wants to win the MVP. He pushed it. And honestly, I understand why the NBA find him. I get it because it was such a last-minute thing, and it was a nationally televised game. Right. But the truth is... That injury clearly flared up on him, mm-hmm. and it was a last-minute decision. The team was trying to protect him from himself. As it turns out, it is a fine, and then he rushed himself back. Yeah, but him missing that game, what are the the latest odds? He's like fifth or sixth down the down the favorite. I, I mean, no, no, he's he, no, he, he's out for the season. He's. I, be, I, I'm yeah. talking about. I I know that. Yeah, I, I'm talking about how the odds for the MVP changed on him missing that game. Yes. And it was, I think, unfair. I mean, I mean. Why was it? it, Well, remember, betting odds are based on people betting, not people in Vegas saying, oh, I'm going to change this here, change this there. It's, It's how people are betting. That's why the odds change. Yeah. Well, I mean, he went from the favorite to about the fifth or sixth favorite uh, on the betting line. Uh, in basically 24 hours, would which you just like, seems odd to me. Would you like to know what the betting odds are right now for MVP? Jokic is minus 140. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander is plus 250. That's a pretty wide margin. Yeah. But you know what they're going to say in Philadelphia, don't you? If MB didn't get injured, then he would have won it. Well, he did. Yeah, and it's like happens. Yeah, it does, and it's too bad. Yep. And it's too bad on an overreaching element because I don't want to see a player of his ilk miss so much time from injuries. We're being robbed of a damn good player. Yeah. A generational type of talent. But this has been happening throughout it, his it, career. It is very much who he is. It's like when you had, and I'm not comparing the two, it's like when you look at big players, centers, Greg Oden. Foot injury. Yeah. Rick Smith's foot injury. Yeah. Big big guys, there's a lot of pressure on those joints yeah. below right. the waist. And there's a reason why those guys get injured quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Yao Ming was like that also. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, just in case you missed it, all of the NFL head coaching vacancies have now been filled with the commanders hiring a Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn as their head coach. Quinn and Commanders GM Adam Peters are the two men charged with leading Washington into the future. Uh, but the last time we saw Dan Quinn was when his defense was getting torched by in the playoffs by Green Bay. Do you believe in Dan Quinn to get the commanders on the right track? Yeah. 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 I mean. He's a great guy. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'll tell you this. I know enough people in Atlanta who will tell you they're not a fan of Dan Quinn. Hmm. Why? 
just the way he coaches, a, l- a little inside baseball stuff from what I've been told, that he's not a very good head coach. Huh? Now, those people will be proven wrong if he turns around the commanders, but we will see. I mean, you hope you learn from every experience that you've had, right? Yep. So, I mean, he's a great football guy. We know that. I just don't know if he can be a successful head coach. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can try before you buy. Meaning, you can walk in any store. You can try out the appliances before you buy them. You cannot do that in the big box stores. Hey, can I uh, can I try out your uh, your stove just to see how much I like it? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> You're not trying out any stove. It's not plugged in. You're just not trying it out. You can do that at Mountain High Appliance. Hundreds of appliances. You want something to fit your budget? They have a clearance center in Denver. High-end stuff, and it's and it's reduced remarkably. It's called scratch and ding, meaning it has a scratch on it, so they lower it a couple hundred bucks. Has anyone ever walked into your laundry room and said, man, there's a big scratch on there? And then you're thinking, well, your clothes are dirty, mine are not, because I have a better washer and dryer than you. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, all-star reserves have been announced. Jamal Murray, once again, not an all-star. How much could not being named an all-star affect his overall salary moving forward? You can make the case big, big, big time. That's next. While your lips are close to mine 